Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eagles are six for eight on third down. Flea Flicker, Foles launches downfield. Smith, touchdown! Mackie and Judd live from Radio Row, Mall of America. And before we get into this salt in the wound story here from Peter King this morning, Monday morning quarterback, this is a fun opportunity for uh, 1,500 ESPN listeners and just fans of football and sports radio in the Twin Cities. Golick and Wingo are doing a breakfast at Crave Mall of America on Wednesday this week. And I'm just reading this. Should I? I'm reading this verbatim off the email, so stop me if you I think you're fine. This. Okay. I think you're so doing a fine job. So far, so good. We'll unveil the details of how you can get in on it. Okay. Top of the next hour at 11 o'clock. Be listening. Boom. So basically, you can have breakfast with Golick and Wingo this Wednesday at Crave Mall of America, and we will unveil details at 11 o'clock. That's Pretty simple. Easy. There it is. I'm excited by it. Uh, do we get to have breakfast with those guys, too? I or? don't think we've been invited. Well, we really can't because of when it's going to be, if you look at well, the timing I mean, we of could, it. Uh, what unless we, you want to take off from the show and we could take, well, leave we me take, here to filibuster. Send me down. Him. I can just get a to-go box or something. And take a picture of Golik. It'll I, be gone by the time it gets here. But I could use some <laughs> coffee at that point, though. So that would be perfect. If yeah, I don't bring do it back, coffee. It'll spill. Could you go get me coffee right now? Could you help me out? No. Okay, well, there's, thanks a lot. There's plenty of Okay, hours. well, this is an exciting opportunity for our listeners. Uh, it is. Also, uh, just real quick, too, we have our guest list is sort of forming as we go this week. Uh, we're going to be joined tomorrow, and th- some of this is tentative, but we're, you know, we're sort of writing it in pen as much as we can. Ryan Leaf will join the show tomorrow at 10.15. Uh, Victor Cruz, who just presented an award at the Grammys last night, yeah. will join us on Wednesday at cool. 10.30. Super Agent Lee Steinberg on Wednesday as well mm-hmm. at 11.30. Also, uh, Mike Golick Jr. and Sr. will both join us on Thursday on the show. Chad Greenway is going to be here. Mark Wilf will be on the show and all kinds of other guests. That Poor we're Mark Wilf. On. I, I hope Mark's okay by then. I don't know if I would be <laughs> if I own the team that continuously. I guess Chris Long talked to uh, Everson Griffin last night, I believe, at the Super Bowl experience. And uh, he's just, he and he's just he's just still. Could you imagine so distraught going through as depressing as, as it is for fans to have to sit and watch other teams' fans come into the city and experience this once in a lifetime event that you almost were a part of as a fan base. Imagine how much more torturous it would be if you played in that game last weekend. And now you have to do like I saw Jim Rome send out something that Eric Kendricks is going to be on his show today. Could oh. you imagine having to do national media? Answering no. questions about getting beat that bad in the NFC Championship game? I think I think if it was up to me and I could do it, I, I would go the Zimmer route. I think I'd just leave town. I'd go to my house in Kentucky or I'd go on vacation. I don't 
I would not have any interest. If I played on the Vikings, I don't think I would have one iota of interest in being anywhere near this state this week. Yeah, it would be it'd be a lot. But um, You won 13 games. You won 13 games. 14 you, if you count the first. You won a miracle playoff game. And then that, I think I'd, I'd get the heck out of town. So while we're pouring salt on our own wounds here, I've got an anecdote for you from Peter King's Monday Morning Quarterback. Okay. One of the, I would say, two or three key plays in that game that shipwrecked the Vikings was the flea flicker to Torrey Smith in the front corner of the end zone, where you had a chance. It was early second half, I believe, is when they called that play. Maybe you still have a chance to win this game. And if you do, you know, put up a fight, maybe a good defensive stand and score a touchdown, you can get back in the game. And the Eagles said, uh-uh, we're going to stick a knife in your neck. Yep. Here's the backstory of how that play came about. Okay. Okay. Look at the Eagles' bowl plan this way, Peter King writes. The NFL's highest yards per attempt average by a quarterback this season was Drew Brees at eight yards per attempt. Nick Foles in that title game was almost 11. <laughs> after dinking and dunking against the Falcons the week before. Okay. The upshot was Minnesota studied the tape and saw a dink and dunker in Nick Foles. Peterson threw a changeup that would have made Clayton Kershaw proud, and the Vikings secondary wasn't ready for it. Fun is part of it, too. That showed in the third quarter flea flicker that broke up the championship and put the game out of reach. The flea flicker was an homage to longtime Eagles administrative assistant, or secretary, Carol Wilson who was Andy Reid's aide when he was the Eagles head coach. And when Peterson became a quality control coach there in 2009, he got to know the secretary named Carol Wilson. In Peterson's first four years as an assistant in Philadelphia and two years as head coach, the flea flicker was never called until last week. Mm -hmm. Quote from Peterson, when I was here working with Andy Reid, back then we'd write the game plan quite literally up on the grease boards. And Carol was the woman would always type our game plan list into the computer. And so every week I'd walk her through the game plan so she could understand the handwriting. She'd always look for one section of the game plan. Is the flea flicker in? She always just loved the flea flicker and wanted the <laughs> flea flicker to be in the game plan. She loved the play, and I think she even loved the name, flea flicker. Every week I'd say, oh, Carol, sorry, you didn't make the list this week. Maybe next week. Every week she'd ask, and I might say, yeah, it's in this week. It's going to be great. We might call it this week, and then we wouldn't call the play. Yeah. And this went on for four years. Every week, every week, Carol would ask about the flea flicker. And so she congratulated me after the Atlanta game about two weeks ago and said how proud she was of me. She knows me pretty well, Doug Peterson said. She was here when I was a player, and then obviously working with Andy as a coach, I said, thanks, Carol. Then she texted me and said, is the flea flicker in this week? It's my favorite play. And I remembered that it was her favorite play. So last week... Later in the week, I texted Carol and said, Carol, the flea flicker's in this week. It's in. So the game comes, and I called it in the game at the right time, and I was thinking, I hope Carol is watching right now. <laughs> I, Carol better have been they watching. They were so confident in their plan to beat the she Vikings. She better have been watching. The secretary for Andy Reid delivered a flea flicker play call to the list that week. We just spent an entire week talking about and hearing, oh, Mike Zimmer got out, coach. Oh, they got out, scheme. They got out, coach. That's how it happens. By the That's secretary the for Andy so, ba so basically, God, basically it, was so, it was so bad that the personal agenda of an Eagles secretary was worked into that game plan. <laughs> that is so us to have the sec to find out that, that basically a 
friend or a gift to the secretary was worked into a game plan against the Vikings yeah. in an NFC title oh. game. Once once again showing that this was this um, exceeds 41 donut as far as most embarrassing NFC title game losses in Vikings history. Yes, because it wasn't, I, if you would have asked me, oh, what, why do you think that flea flicker went in there? I would have said, oh, they clearly saw something over-aggressive on tape that, that one of the Vikings defensive backs pursues too heavily on this particular route uh, or on this particular run play and you know, X's and O's break down meat and potatoes. <laughs> nope, it was Andy Reid's administrative assistant from 10 years ago that really liked the flea flicker. I really need some flea flicker in this week. That really, that's, you know what? That's really... We're going to put it in for you. Carol. I want to know how oh many other God. similar stories have been over football history. You know, Seahawks at the one-yard line <laughs> Super Bowl. Ah, Joanne really yeah, wanted Joanne, that. She, wanted, she loves that slant pattern. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you know, Amy really, you know. Oh, God. But how bad? Amy loves when I scramble around and throw a ball up in the air down the field and have the receiver pin it to his head. That's what he loves. So they, he loves that play. So, by, so they were literally toying with the Vikings defense. Yes. With this defense that was considered to be, that, that was statistically the best in the league, which was considered to be by us uh, all-time great, certainly Vikings defense. Yes. They were, by that point in time, they were toying with them. By putting in plays that the secretary had said she liked for the last five years. And let's, and let's put it this way. If we thought, and I think we realize now that this isn't the case, that this was one of the best defenses of the last 20 years yeah, in gonna, the NFL, right? I'm backing off that Do right you now. Think in that 2000, <laughs> I'm backing off that one. In that 2000 Super Bowl between the Giants and the Ravens, do you think it's Jim Fossil was the coach, right? Yeah. You think Jim Fossil said to Kerry Collins, hey, feeling really good about our game plan? Listen, Nancy, the administrative <laughs> assistant, really, really loves the triple reverse, okay? We're going to put that in the game plan against Ray Lewis. No, that's not, not only did they feel great about the game plan, but that's, in some ways, it's, it's almost a disrespect in that we feel so good. How many plays call like a this damn now flicker that Alice wanted? were put in? Eric the chef. That all Sean Jeffrey play? That's just for you, Eric. Oh, because you're cooking that food up every day. It goes back. It goes back decades. Sharon loved the 65 toss power trap. <laughs> we just put that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is for Sharon, boys. But you're gonna like that all over the field. 65 toss power trap. Yeah. Oh my. God. All these years, all these plays against the Vikings. Yeah. They came from secretaries, <laughs> chefs, administrative assistants. Billy, the five-year-old on the back of his kindergarten homework. <laughs> I tell you what, Teddy, my cab driver, told me exactly the play he likes, so we just put it in, <laughs> and it worked. It's so bad. So there it is. Yep, Carol, the administrative wow. assistant for Andy Reid, for, for a decade, begged coaches to put the flea flicker in. And Doug Peterson, of all the games he could have put the flea flicker in, like, did they play Cleveland at some point the last couple of years? And he picks NFC Championship game against the best defense <laughs> Because they the haven't NFL. had a blowout like they did in this yeah. one. Exactly, exactly right. That's the thing. Absurd. Everything's working. Might as well try, <laughs> might as well try the Carroll play. Okay, guys, let's give that a shot. Uh, Sage Rosenfels will join us here coming up shortly from Mall of America Radio Row. It's Mackie and Judd, uh, but Judd has a word for the people here. About the Mall of America, that's where we are today. You know what? That's where we're going to be all week long. And I want to talk to you about the reason why you should be making plans to get out here, if not today, tomorrow, and certainly at some point a couple times this week. Let me put this very simply for you. If you're a football fan, this is Christmas. This is, a, this is the greatest thing of all time. You can come... Uh, see us here there's over 65 exciting events experiences and celebrity appearances that's right over 65 
exciting events, experiences, and celebrity appearances on every level and around every corner here at the mall. Uh, if you need some last-second things, a charger for your phone, a new style for an event, get this. While you're checking out the football stuff, you also have over 520 stores, something for everyone from fashion and food to tech and toys. If you want something, you can get it. Plus, you can purchase uh, National Football League team gear at over 20 stores, including the official NFL shop on the second floor. Visit mallofamerica.com slash boldnorth for details. Mallofamerica.com slash boldnorth for details. And we'll see you out here at the Mall of America. Join Judd Zolgad and Matthew Collar for a live taping of Purple Podcast ahead of the big game. This Thursday, the guys will be at the Beacon at Graduate Minneapolis to tape the podcast beginning at 4 p.m. Plus, former NFL players Doug Sutherland and Ricky Young will be joining Judd and Collar. More details at 1500ESPN.com, keyword graduate. All right, thank you, Jonathan. Mackie and Judd, we are hanging out at Mall of America, and you can come see all the exciting events associated with Super Bowl 52 by just going to mallofamerica.com for details. Sage Rosenfels, thanks for stopping over here, man. Thanks for having me, guys. It's, uh, it's nice to be here. Yeah, this is, we've got like all the national pillars around us here, and uh, I think we're, our sense is Vikings fans are so buzz-killed by all of this being in the Twin Cities now <laughs> that like we just read a story, we were talking to you before the show, Peter King wrote this anecdote about the flea flicker from the third quarter and that Eagles win over the Vikings. And you think, oh, man, they must have they been hammering tape all week, or they haven't called a flea flicker in years in Philadelphia, I guess, and they must have seen something in the defensive backs pursuing a No, it was the administrative assistant for Andy Reid going back like 10 years ago that loved flea flickers and texted Doug Peterson that week, is the flea flicker in the game plan? And he said, you know what? I'll put it in just for you, Carol. <laughs> just for you. Like they felt that just ran up the score basically for fun. Destroying the Vikings. Like we think, oh, that's so plays must be scientifically created. Nope, it was Nancy. Just well, loves. Well, and that was was that in the third quarter still, or is that in the fourth? Late third in the, quarter, late in the third quarter, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was, it was also sort of in scoring range. You know, teams like to take shots around the fifty or, or whatever. You know, on the plus side of the field, and I feel like that's where it was as well. So. The timing was right, and, and the play worked. I mean, Trey Wayne's basically just stopped. It looked like yeah. it was a runoff route. Yep. It was not, and uh, it was a perfect throw by Nick Foles. Things, that was one of those games where the Vikings didn't play very well, and the Eagles played basically perfect football. Sometimes the, the ball bounces the other way, and sometimes the entire game just seems to go the other way, and that's how it was for the Vikings. It was a sour ending, and now it feels like we're still sitting in the mud yes. uh, throughout the week here in Minnesota as all these Eagles and Patriots fans are coming in <laughs> super excited. So, But uh, at the end of the day, it's great that the Super Bowl is in Minnesota. I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm not sure when the next time it will be here. Maybe never. I mean, how long is U.S. Bank Stadium going to – is it a 50-year stadium? The next new stadium, Because right? the don't – The next new stadium, that's just pretty much what it is now. You, you get a, you build a new stadium, the NFL basically says, yeah, we'll, we'll, right. you're going to invest three or $500 million in public money. Yeah. We're going to give you a Super Bowl to try to get some of that back. This stadium, you know, those older stadiums in the 70s were, were built to last 30 years. I assume this one was built to last longer than that, probably more like 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, in 50 years, is the NFL still what it is today? We have no, this might be it. This, this is very well could be the last Super Bowl uh, in Minneapolis. Keep in mind, too, uh, the Dome opened in 82. They didn't get one till 92. So that, that was a 10-year span. Well, that's a different a different right. era back then. But right? what I'm saying is is then, at, at I believe the complaints about the Dome probably started in, what, 94, 95, when, when the Twins start, started to say, this is not great. 
So if you figure with this stadium, I mean, this thing should have a shelf life of, what, 45 years or so? How do they know that, though? Like, when they built a stadium in 1980, mm-hmm. like, did they, did they know that we were going to have, like, computers in our pockets that we wanted to but, use at games? Yeah, so I, I, we don't know what the, the future holds for, you know, what are we going to want in a, in a stadium in the future? I mean, you want an iPad basically sitting on your lap you know, for everybody? Well, I mean, we're well, yeah. communicating the, with each other by then. Yeah, so. I, yeah, the I doubt it. But also, those, you know, those stadiums built like in the 70s and 80s yeah. were, a lot of them were cookie cutter. They were fairly boring. They were just big circles. Multi-purpose. And then what can you do in, you know, whether it's veterans and, and was in Philly, Pittsburgh, St. Louis yeah. uh, had one also. It was just this big circle. It's like, well, we can play baseball, we can play football, we can do monster truck, we can do this. Yep. And they were terrible sight lines for yep. basically all the sports. And it was always configured weird for the when the baseball games came in. And, you know, the, the stadiums built now are, are much more dynamic and much more interesting to look at. And I, my assumption is they're also built better to last much longer. Uh, and and have all the the bells and whistles now, where they didn't even know what they wanted for bells and whistles back then. I mean, luxury boxes weren't that big of a deal. Now all these places have yeah. they're just they're, they're beautiful and they're they're more uh, fan friendly uh, and game friendly. And I I don't know what else U.S. Bank could have done. I think I think U.S. Bank Stadium is the best stadium in the National Football League. I've That's seen awesome. them all, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and people always say that about their home. So, no, it really is. I mean, that natural light to be indoors is absolutely incredible, and it's great to walk around. And, you know, there's good food, which you don't always get at stadiums. I think they did a really, really nice job, and I hope it lasts for 50 years. It probably will. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't forget, too, when, when the Dome was built, they were very proud it was under budget. At that time, if you came in, if you still had a bunch of cash left, you thought to yourself, this is great. Now you say, no, we'll spend more. So, yeah, I mean, Sage, you, you could be right. You could be right in the sense that this thing could last 40-plus years. And I'd, I don't see the league just coming back and saying, you know where, where we really like it in February? Minneapolis. <laughs> so you're probably right. This could very well be the, the last one. I also wouldn't be surprised in 30 years if there's a Super Bowl rotation. And they go north once in a great while like they do now, but if you have, let's say, Miami, Los Angeles, That's what it was for New a long Orleans. time before a new stadium. Well, I can see that happening. Yeah, the, the sort of the new stadium, you know, when when NFL teams, and really when you say team, it's really the league puts pressure on a city at this point. I mean, it's talk about collusion oh, of like, sure. all right, you know, there's other alternatives out there if you guys don't build sim. So part of that sales pitch to, hey, you know, hey, governor, hey, you know, uh, taxpayers, we, we need this amount of money to build this new stadium that you're going to use for all this stuff, but you're going to recoup it back uh, from, you know, uh, fans coming into town and hotels and food and, and these taxes and, 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 you know, for, for you know, rental cars and all this stuff. And, and part of that is the Super Bowl. You know, how much money is the Super Bowl bringing to the Minneapolis-St. Paul area for, what, a, 10 days, you probably say, when people start coming in probably the end of, I mean, there's even the people who are, you know, preparing for these parties uh, and things that probably were here a week or so ago. I mean, those are dollars that are coming from out of state, Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes out of country, that are filling up hotel rooms and renting cars and going out to dinner and and spending money in the city. That that normally wouldn't have been here. Uh, Fans coming up from Iowa or fans coming up just around the Midwest just driving in to spend a couple days with the NFL experience. How much money is being spent? And you try to re- sort of recoup some of that money that the taxpayers have, have dished out that really have helped billionaires make even more money, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so I think that's where the guarantee of a Super Bowl 
has occurred of like, listen, if you build us, uh, help us build a stadium, we're going to help you guys out by, uh, you know, sort of spotlighting your city and bringing these out-of-state dollars in, into your city. I'm still waiting for WrestleMania, too. Apparently the Vikings spoiled that, that WrestleMania was going to come here like a year ago or two years ago. And in one of their promotional videos for the new stadium, they mentioned it. It was like a five-minute thing, and two and a half minutes in, I think Lester Bagley mentioned, hey, WrestleMania is coming to town. And Vince McMahon saw that and said, nope, not anymore. Not for five more years. But that'll come to town. Don't we have Final Four coming here at some point yeah. again in the near future? College football so. playoffs well, there's been, come there's, here eventually. You know, there's, been, uh, there's been some big concerts uh, at, at U.S. Bank. I mean, you know, having a facility like that, uh, yeah. and that's the thing is if you can use it for a lot of different things that isn't just football. I mean, there's 300 and you know, 50 other days of the year uh, that aren't just football game days. And so, uh, and, and I, I think they're trying to use that as, as much as possible for all sorts of events. Mackie and Judd hanging out with Sage Rosenfels here for a few more minutes. Uh, Radio Rome, all of America. It's sort of it's calm before the storm a little bit here. Later in the week, it's going to be elbow to elbow, and I'm sure a lot more fans walking around. We spent in, entirely last week basically talking about the Vikings quarterback situation. They have a blank canvas. There's nobody under contract right now. Um, and then you got these free agents, Drew Brees. You have to. They have a blank no. canvas, but there's only a couple types of paint to, to well, choose that's from. The thing. <laughs> so here's the question. So we we started the show talking about Kirk Cousins. Your your insights on Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum, and Alex Smith. Let's start with those three guys. Uh, like, what do you see? Is Kirk Cousins a top seven or eight guy who just no. needs a different set? No. Okay. Your, your thoughts? He's he be paid by like a top three guy, top one guy, All maybe. Right, that's that's the called supply and demand and capitalism in the NFL. Yep. Good for him. We actually also have the old my same agent, so good for him as well. <laughs> um, you know, I, I look at Kirk Cousins as I, I I think he's a better player than what the Vikings have on the roster currently. You know, these guys are all three of these guys, uh, but at the end of the day. You know, he's not winning a lot of football games, and that's the thing that sort of scares me. I mean, if you went back and had a throw-in contest, and, and you know, I, he's a face of the franchise. He's one of those guys that, you know, you can sort of build a franchise around. Um, I think he's got a little bit more of that. Uh, you know, the Vikings are down 10 in the fourth quarter. Uh, they need a quarterback who can sort of, you know, what Drew, Drew Brees did in the second half there in that divisional game. Hey, we need a guy who can bring us back. I feel like Kirk Cousins has a little more of that maybe than Case and Teddy and Sam have uh, at this point. But also, you know, they, they're really good at winning eight football games in Washington, D.C. the last couple of years. You know, seven, eight, nine games. And Case Keenum just, and I guess in Bradford, won, you know, 13, 14 games this year. So, you know, are stats more important? Uh, than winning football games? I don't believe so. Uh, but the question is, do the Vikings... There's a couple of things in this. Is, is, is uh, uh, Kirk Cousins the guy that can sort of get us over the hump? Or is he the guy that we have to give so much money to that we can't give it to other guys who are either coming up in contracts or free agents that out in the market that we can bring in to add more depth to the yeah, offensive line or a, a receiver or whatever it might be? Um, will he uh, actually hurt the Vikings from building up the rest of the roster because though I think Case Keenum's going to get pretty good money, Kirk Cousins is might uh, will probably get you know twenty five to thirty million dollars a year for a five or six year contract with fifty or sixty or something guaranteed, huge dollars. Keenum's going to get nowhere uh, near that money, and which then allows uh, you to go out and sign other guys. So it's really a, it's like a business model thing, you know. Like what type of business model do we want? We want the a lot of money on the quarterback. Well, if you spend a lot of money on your quarterback, he better be doing a lot for you. Right. If you spend less than your quarterback, he doesn't have to do as much like Keenum this year, 
but the other team now is the rest of the team now is better uh and uh and you can win off of defense and running game and and special teams and those things because you have an improved roster it's like all ships rise in the high tide your roster is better mm-hmm. and you have a sort of a service serviceable quarterback or whatever the guy that does you know he's accurate makes a lot of the right decisions occasionally makes the right play and which is case keenum but the one thing that the vikings didn't have this year they were really ne- almost never in that position until the Eagles game. We're you know, behind by 14 going to the fourth quarter, and the offensive line has to protect, and Keenum has to complete some balls and, and move the ball down the field and what Tom Brady just seems to do all the time. Yes. They weren't really in that position. So we don't really know if they can do that. When they, when they were given that one chance, they failed miserably. I mean, the O-line got exposed. Keenum sort of got exposed. He wasn't that guy who could just – carry his team and lift the guys around like Drew Brees did in that divisional game um, so it's it's but but that doesn't mean they both can't do it you know it doesn't mean that in the summer like if I'm in the summertime this year with the OTAs and I'm Mike Zimmer I'm doing a ton of situations where we're down 10 with eight oh, minutes left sure. a ton listen and they work on running game and these things in the offseason the running game will be there next year all right you're gonna have pretty much the same offensive line maybe a couple new guys the running backs will be similar Kyle Rudolph will be back you know the, that'll be there and that can be worked on during training camp those types of things I want to see what our line can do when everyone knows we're throwing the football I want to see what Case Keenum can do when everyone knows we're throwing the football when it's third and ten and rather playing conservatively no like we got to get first downs we got to have a quarterback who can get us who can bring us to that next level we just never saw it this year and so we just don't know if the, you know both of those you know the, 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 those groups uh, can sort of bring us to the next level because you need to have that yeah more often than not right. you need to have that guy who can you know bring you back on a couple of games and the vikings were just so good this year they, they weren't in very many of those uh, situations so if you're this club right now uh, and, and you sit down and start to assess what would you what would be priority one as far as qbs go i mean looking for a trade look looking to sign a guy like Cousins, bring Case or Teddy back, what would be your first option? My first option is Drew Brees, which is a less than 1%. It's all of ours, and and, and we all agree you've got to make that phone call. And I I had a few people on Twitter go, no, we don't don't want another old quarterback to sign. (laughs) You guys do. I I was in that locker room after. I went to the locker room after that game, the divisional game. Uh And I've known Drew. We were rookies together in 2001. And, you know, he's getting dressed, and, and, uh, uh, and I'm sort of waiting to chat with him. That guy is ripped. He looks like Sylvester Stallone in Rocky IV. I was like, oh, my God, we're, we're the same age. What, what am I doing the last five years? An old guy, you'll take him in a heartbeat. That's he, a ridiculous. And he's not one of the, yeah, he's, this is not like Jeff George at the end of his career or, you know, you know Brad Johnson. It, it's just, this, is not, this is not the same situation. And it's a different era. And Drew's a fantastic athlete. So, uh, he has a, you know, he has two or three or four years left if he wants to play that long. I, I firmly believe that he can play at extremely high level. I mean, he made the Vikings defense look pedestrian. Yes, really the whole game. I mean, the first half they would have scored a couple touchdowns too if it weren't for a penalty and a, and a tip pass that ended up being an interception. Was, that that Sandejo pick was a great pick and, too. And that was his only real bad throw. And he threw it like a yard short. Yeah. I mean, other than that, he played really, really well, and he's everything you're looking for. So he is that guy can give us over the hump. So, yeah, that's number one. Not going to happen. Yeah, I love people say, too, like, Not well, gonna happen. remember what happened the last time? He threw an interception. 
interception. Yeah, I think you'll take getting to that point in the game and hope that yeah. Brees doesn't throw the same interception yeah, it, it, that it, Brett did on your team. Yeah, yeah. That, so that that's signing him back though is not going to happen. He's got a very similar team in New Orleans. It's also young. It's also very good. He's put in all this work for the last years with you know Michael Thomas and the running backs and, and all these guys. You don't just want to throw that away to have a chance to go another team. Though I think the Vikings are a better team all around roster. Uh, and, and better defense. That's probably the, one of the best New Orleans teams he's been on in a while. I mean, their defense is legit. Mm-hmm. They got good players at all three levels. You can't say that about New Orleans defense for the most part since Drew and Sean Payton have been there. So anyway, so that's the dream, I think, but it's not going to happen. So then you go, well, then there's Kirk Cousins and, and maybe Alec. Kirk Cousins is the, the number scares me. Do the Vikings want to... You know, how, what are the chances of signing back, you know, guys like Barr and, and giving extensions to some of these younger players that are coming up? Uh, you know, what's Linville Joseph's situation? I don't, I don't know all the contract situations. So um, there's, they need some depth at other spots. And does Kirk Cousins bring you that? Does he bring you the Drew Brees? No, I don't think he does. Uh, he's a very good player. And, yeah. and he said because of supply and demand, he's going to get a big number. But I don't know if I like going that heavy in the quarterback position unless he really is a premier guy. And I don't yeah. see him as that guy. Uh, so Alex Smith. Yep. I like Alex Smith a lot. He wins football games. He does what Case Keenum this, did this year. He's got a ton of playoff experience. He'd be playing indoors a lot, which he doesn't have a huge arm. But really, Case Keenum doesn't have a huge arm either. He's probably more athletic than Case. They're both good at you know running around if they, if they need to. He's accurate. Uh, I like the Alex Smith idea a lot. I don't know what it takes to go get him from Kansas City. So one year, don't $20 really, million, and they, and they have a first-round pick. So, so it would be the same amount of money, if not a little less. I don't want to give up a first-round pick. Third-round pick? Oh, it sounds like a third-rounder. Third-rounder seems fine to me. Third-rounder, one-year experiment, and you oh, can wait, probably lure why, Teddy into coming. Why do the Vikings uh, – we, we do trade – draft picks for quarterbacks i think more than any other organization <laughs> yeah, and they never it. really become like the guy for almost, you right they traded for you they right? Trade, yeah they you know a, 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 a cup you. a cup of coffee i think yeah, still you a know? Draft pick. and it was decaf so <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh yeah but you know and, and chill and when chili was here i mean it was you know kelly holcomb and you know all oh these guys gosh. it was like there's all these like six rounders seventh round or six there was a detmer in there for a week at one point before you got there and it was yeah yeah right so um but there's a history but i i do think i'd like that spot because this Vikings team is made to win right now you just don't know how long these windows last you hope it lasts for a decade but the good chances you know these guys are gonna be really good for the next three or four years and then we don't know how Harrison Smith is gonna be at that point Kyle Rudolph will be getting older in age at that point you know how good is Linville Joseph at that point or or even Everson does he still have that spark and that power when you start getting close to 30 years old how do they draft uh, we don't know how you know what, what's the future like with the draft they've hit on a lot of draft picks both in the early rounds and in the late rounds uh, in the last six or seven years. Do they continue to do that, or do they start missing? If they start missing and these guys currently get older in three or four years, that window immediately stops and closes. Uh, so if they're going to win, they win now. And um, though I don't mind drafting up uh, if one of these, I really think four quarterbacks falls to 30th mm-hmm. in the first round, that, that doesn't bother me. I, I think that, uh, you know, that this team could use a new young guy. Um, but uh, they're not going to bring this team to the Super Bowl or because or, they, they're, they're, they're coming out of college. Uh, so I think you do need a veteran guy. I like the Alex Smith move a lot. There you go. Um, and I've always liked Alex Smith for a long, long time. He still owes me 100 bucks for some Super Bowl. I gave him a ride or something. Yeah, yeah, that, that, would, that would really be nice. Uh, be and, very and, simple. and as I said, he's been there. He's done. He's played so many playoff games, you know, 
beggars can't be choosers, and right now the Vikings are looking for somebody. And again, I like Case. I like Teddy. I like both those guys coming back. I know so little about the Teddy. He's a mystery to yes. me. And I think for the other 31 NFL teams, he's a mystery. I think yeah. the people that know about Teddy the most are the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You know, Sugarman, the trainers, the doctors, Zim. Uh, you know, what? how is he in practice? What's his knee look like? Is it is it flaming up after practice that none of us would know, but they have all the insert. I mean, there's a reason Bill Belichick let Wes Welker go at the end of his career because he thought, hey, he's been beat sure. up so much that the rest of us didn't know that. And he goes to Denver and had a year or two, but then it was like, boom, he was done. His body sort of fell apart. Belichick saw that coming. We don't know Teddy's situation. Yeah. Before he got hurt, I'll tell you what, everyone in the organization that I talked to just loved him. I yeah. mean, this is the guy. You know, I, I'm all in. I'm sold. I'm sold on Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't know what that situation is now. Um, and I don't know, again, the other 31 NFL teams, because two years ago, the other NFL teams, I'm sure a lot of them, probably 10 of them go, we'd love to have Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. Do they have interest now? Um, is he? Does he sign a backup a deal where Robert Zinsky goes, you know, we don't do a lot of incentive contracts here, but this is a situation that we can give some money to Case, we can give some money to Teddy, and then if somehow Teddy ends up starting 14 games for us, he'll still make $10 bucks, and, and he gives them opportunity. If he doesn't, you know, he made 3 or $4 million as a really yeah. good backup. That's, I mean... You know. See, he's on board with the Alex Smith thing. Yep. Good. Uh, hey, Alex Smith starts. And I like to back up. There, your problem is. Listen, and, I, and, and, and Case went out and won 13 football games this year, and that should not be overlooked. He didn't have 35 touchdowns and three interceptions, and he didn't play very well in that championship game. He also had no time. I mean, it, it was, and, and you know, he, he throws a touchdown pass to Kyle Rudolph at 14-7, by the way, and it's 14-all instead yeah. of sack fumble. So uh, he did a lot of really good things in that game. Uh, or, I'm sorry, this season didn't do as much in that game, but you can't put that loss uh, on, on just the quarterback. And, and that's the real bummer. Shoot, probably cost him a lot of money. But uh, he did a lot of really good yeah. things this year. And I was, you know, I was a, a Case Keenum fan as much as anybody. That's Sage Rosenfels. If you're around, stop by again this week. We'd love to keep uh, recklessly speculating on the Vikings quarterback <laughs> situation. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Sage Rosenfels 18, and all of his projects. He's got a podcast. Mackie and Judd, live from Radio Row, back with more. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About. All right, David Harrigan, from the Mall of America, what stuff have you brought with you? Have you seen how people have been gathering around here for stuff in the last five, ten minutes? Is that what it is? It's unbelievable. People love it. I did not realize. Okay. Let's start with what happened last night. Phil Mackey, I know you were glued to the television, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Actually, glued to the, quick aside, glued to the tablet because Grammys won out in our house on the television. Whoa. Oh, so you lost. I lost. So you lost. But I really won because this is what happened last night. Dave, go ahead and take it away. Whatever audio you have from Ronda Rousey, uh, Jonathan, hit it. Oh, this this is my life now. Yeah, I have... You know, they have first priority on my time for, you know, next several years. And this is not just, uh, you know, this is not a smash and grab. This is not a publicity stunt. You know, I, when I first met with Triple H, I told him that, like, there are other things that I could do with my time that will make way more money, but I won't enjoy nearly as much. That was the newest member, full-time member 
of the WWE roster, Ronda Rousey. I so heard. Okay. Multi-year contract, huh? So she showed up last night. The Royal Rumble is always good for some nostalgia. It's always good for some surprises. Yep. And I told and, and my gal, she'll watch wrestling and humor me, and I told her, listen, the Women's Rumble, the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, is headlining the show at the very end. They wouldn't put that as the last bout on the card without some trick up their sleeve to, like, Make it a big ending. Exactly. So I think it's either going to be like, it's either going to be Ronda or something, because there's been rumors about Ronda for a long time, but the only problem is she's not very good in, in promos and on the microphone. So if she can't talk on a microphone, it's going to be a disaster, but. Huh. We'll yeah, get her own Paul Heyman. Exactly. They'll get figure her, it out. Oh, They'll get I a manager that. for her. She'll be Correct. great. You know, she's new to the business. She needs a manager. How yep. do we feel now, in all seriousness, wrestling, deep wrestling question? How do we feel about her stealing the uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper look for the T-shirt? She so was it wasn't it wasn't stealing. Uh, they actually were friends. sampling. I guess is that no, what we call they it? They were. Believe it or not, they were <laughs> friends before he died. Oh, and so he probably he gave maybe her gave the blef- he gave blessing? her the nickname Ro- uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Oh, okay. Like four or five years ago. Yeah. And so it, it's been a thing for a while with those. Yeah. But, I mean, he passed away like two years ago. But and now I think the shameless thing is they're just taking the T-shirt. And making it a Ronda Rousey T-shirt and making money and exploiting the death of Roddy Piper, but hey, it's wrestling. Yeah, I was gonna say, why wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can wear all your old Rowdy stuff and it'll look like the new Rowdy stuff. Exactly. Uh, first of all, we should also give credit to our listener. Write that down. Prediction this past Friday. Yes. Who nailed the four match parlay on Russell? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, really. Full credit yes. will be given on Friday, but we have uh, one of our most impressive home runs ever hit. Did our listener know something? Well, you can glean what it's wrestling. You in can on glean the script, what's maybe? Happen, but got, a, got a preview of the script? Perhaps. You can go all over the internet and find people's expert okay. uh, opinions on what's Correct. going to happen oh. and odds. and Yeah, but hey, four matches. You still nailed it. Congratulations. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Um, do you guys realize that the Vikings players scored more points in the Pro Bowl <laughs> yes. than they did in the NFC Championship game? In, fa- in fact, they did so with- within the first half entirely, yes, right? they did. Thielen got a first-quarter <laughs> touchdown from Breeze future connection and Harrison Smith returned an interception 79 yards or something 79 I, I believe saw that the number. 14 points in the first half which was more than the Vikings scored in four quarters in Philadelphia don't you think it's pretty likely that one of those players one of those Vikings players after all the success went up to Breeze and said listen I know you love New Orleans you can hey, don't sell your house you can still live there in the offseason sure but you you feel this chemistry right Drew you feel this chemistry if there is not active tampering going on right now with Drew Brees and his people, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed. Agreed. You should be tampering every chance you get. Agreed. I think you should risk multiple first-round picks and tens of that millions of dollars in penalties. Go get Drew Brees. Do you think Zim would go pick him up at the St. Paul airport? I think Childress would go pick him up. <laughs> and recline the seats so the reporters couldn't see him sitting on the tarmac in his car. Yeah. Oh, send, send both of them if needed. <laughs> you guys have probably seen the uh, debate raging over the last week. Well, it's no longer Brady versus Manning or whoever other the great quarterback. It's now Brady versus Jordan, who's the greatest athlete of all time. Does uh, does Roger Federer kind of look at both of them and say, well, <laughs> yeah, you have your little debate, but uh, I just won my 20th. Or even Serena Williams. Yes. Who's won more than that, right? 22, like 20, I think. Yeah, 22, 23. Uh, yeah, it is. Or if you watched the first episode of the documentary on Facebook Watch last week, <laughs> it's actually Brady. Isn't it Tom versus Time? It's Tom versus Time. I'm, yes. I'm told that Tom <laughs> swears like a sailor in that thing, he too. He does swear quite a bit. That he just keeps, well, you know what? It's interesting, though. 
Tom hung up on the uh, Boston radio station. He does the weekly hits on this morning. Whoa! What Big news all over the interwebs. What? A different show that he's on with somebody said something derogatory about his daughter after watching the first episode. Call her an annoying little something something. And so Tom called the show. He normally calls says, "Hey guys, hey, I uh, really appreciate you having me on, but I heard what your coworker said." And even though he's been suspended and apolog- or the station apologizes, uh, I've really got not much to say, so we'll uh, catch you up down the road. Well, well, good for Tom. I don't remember that being a thing in the first episode, but I guess I'll have to go. Maybe I was drunk. I don't well, know. So was this Tom's? Was, was, this, was this the uh, the Boston station that Tom goes yeah, on? W-E-I-R-D. Yeah, okay. Yes. So he's, yes. he's mad and was going to make his protest known. Yeah, exactly. Hey, what, what else do you have to do on Super Bowl week? Oh, yeah, one more. Do we have that line from SNL? Uh, I asked you to grab Jonathan, but I maybe forgot. Perfect. Let's hit it. The Philadelphia Eagles will face the New England Patriots in this year's Super Bowl, making it the first Super Bowl where the fans have even worse brain damage than the players. <laughs> I think that can wrap it up. That's about, uh, that, that's about fitting. That's very that, fitting. That, that Uh-oh, Star Tribune's about to get in trouble. Oh, they're no. Oh, they're putting up the, the Star Tribune's putting up their Star Tribune signage. Should yeah. we just walk over there and tell them to put it down? Because we already take gotten, that down right now. Tell, NFL tell League Wait, We're our interns. Like, get over there. No signage allowed. No. Let's go report them. <laughs> well, you think Let's I won't? The bridge. You think I'm not going to? Yes. It'd be great fun. Uh, we have later on in the show, Tom Pelissero is going to join us from NFL Network. Also, superstar Mike Morris live in person here on Radio Row. If he finds in us. In the noon hour. Matthew Cobbler is sitting here right now. Talk about some football. Yeah, pigskin. All caps football. Um, you go take a bathroom break, Judd. Judd's been squirming for like three no, we've seconds. Gotta get, we have got to get how the Twins can pull the ultimate troll at some point here. Okay. I've come up with It's a Zolgad plan that is going to be outstanding if they can do it. We'll do that as well. Mackie and Judd live at Radio Row here, third floor, Mall of America, back in a couple minutes. The big game is hitting town and 1500 ESPN will be all over the cities bringing you the latest coverage. Mackie and Judd, Royce, Saturday Sports Talk and Sunday Sports Talk will be live from Radio Row at Mall of America all week. 1500 ESPN will also be at local Sprint stores throughout the week with live broadcasts, Mike Morris appearances, and the chance to win a trip to ESPN in Bristol. Not enough? Join the Purple Podcast Thursday night at the Beacon at Graduate Minneapolis. More details at 1500ESPN.com keyword football. In this portion of Mackie and Judd, Brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware, proud sponsor of the Beer Show. Hey, Jonathan, is that uh, is that keyword on 1500ESPN.com? Is that all caps football or is it lowercase? Uh, all caps, right, with a eight be, exclamation yes. point. Should get okay. that changed. Football. Uh, record time there. Judd just walked a block Incredible. and a half to get to the bathroom and came back. I cheated. Three minutes. I like cheated. You used a bottle or you nope. in a bush? Yeah. Nope. Family bathroom. First one I saw. You know, you're supposed to take your kid and change the diapers and stuff. I said, bleep it. I'm taking it. Uh, now you can do what you got to do. So I took it, and very clean, very nice. Oh, what, we, I might be a family bathroom guy from no, here on us, out. Us with kids, we respect the bathroom, right? got to keep it clean. Yeah, you guys gotta do a good job. Your parents are very, very clean. As no, long as there weren't got, children in the bathroom. <laughs> no. We've got wipes no, everywhere. So I can confirm no one was there. I locked the doors. Very good. We should mention seven minutes. We'll have our announcement of how people can win uh, a chance to get in lunch or to be breakfast awesome. with Golik and Wingo on Wednesday here at Crave Mall of America. Details coming top of the next hour. Awesome. Yeah. So if you want to hang out with uh, with uh, the, the the host of the ESPN Radio Morning Show, you can do that, and you can probably sneak a glimpse at us if you really want to. But yeah. we're not really. Yeah, we're sort of the yeah. chunky guys near uh, Shake sort of. Shack. Yeah, okay, we are the chunky guys near Shake Shack. What would you guys say, because I've heard this question a lot from people coming from outside the 
the Twin Cities. All right, if, if I'm going to be in town for a few days, what are like the three things I have to do? Uh huh. Besides Mall of America, which is the the media hub here. Yeah. Like, what would you? Be ice fishing? I mean, I don't. No, I mean, I don't even, I've been realistically. I've been here for I don't even like ice fishing. I was gonna say, me too. I would say realistically, Juicy Lucy probably for food. But you can eat a Juicy Lucy in other states too, right? I'm just trying to think off, Are we off the, the only top state of my that head. Does Juicy Lucy's that puts cheese inside of a burger? Well, I think we're the ones that really invented it. Okay. Whether you know, there's an argument amongst you know three different restaurants who actually invented yeah. it, whether it be Matt's Bar Five A, whatever. Sure. But I, yeah, you could certainly do that. You could say check out the Winter Carnival. You know, go see the Ice Castle. Yeah, it's outside, or, uh, not me. Uh-uh, sorry. You go to Minnehaha Falls if that's frozen. <laughs> that looks tr- pretty cool. I'm trying to think of what I would recommend that I would do. <laughs> that's like if, uh, if it's outside, bar, I'm out. Go well, bowling. Well, I was going to say like the restaurants downtown. There, there are some great ones, but. As Phil, Phil would say, there's great restaurants in every city. So I'm trying to think of what would be what would be comfortable to do that's unique to us. So you're going to, but you, for your own personal sake, the only things you're going to do are Radio Row Mall of America yep, tonight. and the game on Sunday. Well, I'll go tonight to the, to the opening, to the opening okay. ceremony deal. Okay, that's fair enough. But I'm trying to think of like what would you what would you realistically tell people here are three things that you should do that, that you would do yourself. So like ice fishing's out. Yeah, well, I would say uh, if it were not you know, below freezing, I would say, go enjoy some lake life. That's what people don't get. They think it's just always 20 degrees here. Mm-hmm. How can you live there? Well, I mean, it's only about three months of bitter cold. How can you live in Arizona? It's a hot, or <laughs> Vegas. It's 115, it's a sauna for three months out of the year, you know? Yeah. You could pick on your city, too. Ice fishing wouldn't, ice fishing wouldn't be, nan, nana, boo, boo, your city st- stinks, <laughs> too. Ice fishing wouldn't be bad if you got in an ice fishing house that's nice, because those things have TVs and... Well, not all of are, them. No, no, no but I'm saying like some do. With a hole right, the but I'm not going in one of those. I've <laughs> seen those before. I'm out of there. <laughs> uh, let's come back. Let's unveil how our listeners can have lunch and hang out with Golik and Wingo. Later on this week, we'll unveil that and give you a chance to win when we come back here. Also in the 11 o'clock hour, Matthew Collar on Vikings and football and Tom Pelissero coming up shortly from NFL Network. Mackie and Judd live on Radio Row at Mall of America.